0: What are we doing here? Let's forget our existential dread and grab another beer And just live day to day like we've been doing it for years And after all it's needed,
1: that video and it's like thinking like, like looking magulaf or something somewhere and the girl goes up like and she's like why are you here whatever and the guy's just like Well I love here and he just goes like oh, just deep throat so like <laughs> 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 Yeah he's just like when he just turns up he's like Well I really do <laughs> completely unnecessary
2: Alright, that was an excellent <laughs> intro.
1: <Yeah. laughs> oh, we re- we recording already? Yeah, we're going. Well, Alright, fair enough. All right. I thought you'd insert a mic anyway. Uh,
2: Special right. episode, yeah. we're in
1: the room! The first time we're in a room together. yes.
2: <laughs> Unreal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real treat.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's going to be awkward now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like don't know how to do this. I'm looking at you. <laughs> look so at the floor. It's intense. <laughs> Playing with my thumbs. It's like yeah, I don't know. I suppose it. Uh... <laughs> how does that make it make you feel? Yeah. <laughs> so this is our first podcast together. Our inaugural in-person podcast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: first convers face-to-face conversation in quite a
1: while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of weird talking to you, not just looking at a mic. Uh, yeah. Looking at the uh, screen, just yeah. What's crack? <laughs> not much, just working flat out all week. Busy week. Seems like every single thing that could have went wrong this week went wrong. So.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're it was stressful.
1: <laughs> just one of those weeks where both things inside of my control and outside of my control all went wrong. Wednesday in particular it was like every single thing I touched went wrong, and then by the time I got back and. On in order the machine itself failed and then I was just like fuck this then Thursday so I had to restart everything from scratch finally got on top of things the sample didn't come in so then Friday I had to restart everything again <laughs> so yeah fuck <laughs> but even when that happens like it's still kinda it's kind of weird. You're still sort of expected to get your work done in a way, sort of thing. They don't really give out to you, but you still need to get it done. It's kind of yeah. annoying that way. If you know what I mean, like. Yeah. So that's been my week. Everyone, my my, we complaint. What about yours? My week.
2: My week was really good actually. <laughs> <laughs> <It wasn't laughs> um, <Yeah>. stress free. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the week before had a good re- reunion with uh, Ryan. Hmm. Things got a bit hairy. <laughs>
1: yeah, as they tend to. Yeah,
2: but it was still a, it was like a really positive kind of catch up and everything. Mm. Cause like even like I, I was chatting him again on the that was like last Tuesday or Tuesday before last. And then I was chatting him again that uh, Sunday night. I think it was Saturday night or Sunday night. Um, we were both just like, oh man, that was great. Like yeah, it yeah. just was really like uh, positive. And you just uh, felt really good after like yeah, You might have been hungover, over yeah. But you feel pure happy yeah. with yourself like. like two days of recovery And then I was like Oh man I feel
1: better than before Yeah like I don't hate myself I just feel good <laughs> I was just like this podcast
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, we were just talking about it I was getting, Got him into Like I was just like was When he came in I was like Oh Stoicism <laughs> And he actually bought Both of these books The Daily Stoic And The Ego's Enemy Oh did he? From us chatting about it Oh that's good cool. Yeah Because he um, He was saying like He was in date Before but he uh, Like kind of just More in passing And then he was like Oh well, it seems to be Doing g- good for you So he just Like ordered it Like don't know if it Was that day air or, or I think when Like maybe the day We were talking Or the day after or something And he was like oh, They're waiting for me At home now When I get back up Oh <laughs> really? That's good Yeah nice. Not so bad
1: mm. see, can be productive <laughs> yes, it, can be. it can be helpful,
2: yeah um yeah, it's, about it it's just been maybe the the fact that things are getting lifted a little bit it's, uh
1: and it's like even though we're not like say like pubs or outside as much, it's like there's a bit more human contact, yeah. so it's kind of nice that way you can kinda, kinda see it improving. yeah, we
2: can see the. I am a worried. Bright future.
1: I am worried about a second surgical. But that's just 'cause in Galway at the moment, anyway, like everybody's went back to normal, and I've noticed yeah. myself that whenever like like so whenever I have to park the car to walk out five minutes, and in general I'd be polite and like move out onto the road or people get out of your way. People just are not doing that anymore. Like someone almost yeah. ran into me, and I'm like, it's not over. Like just- <laughs> yeah, no, I've noticed
2: that two People who don't seem to be as considerate or whatever. It's but,
1: like and it's like you may as well be. It'd be prefer to be an extra month of consideration than to. Fucking get another surge, like, because yeah. then it'll just go on for longer. Like, I just want this to be over. Like, I don't want to even risk it going on any longer. Cause I'm,
2: it's yeah, of... I'm kind of conscious that it's summer time as well, and like, come September or whatever, especially yeah. if schools and stuff reopen, it's gonna just be like, pff, yeah, that's blow up at that time of year, but or potentially, anyway.
1: Yeah, but if we stop it now, like, it'll be fine. Yeah, because like, look at New Zealand, like, if so you yeah. fucking loving it, there's three weeks without a case. Yeah, they uh, They're all it's, black it's not like
2: a there was a GIF on Reddit of them on midnight whenever the kitchens yeah. relaxed. And they're all just like partying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, but exactly, wouldn't you be like? Yeah. Class. There, but like this like that's because they just did it right and they yeah. followed everything and they'll and they're they're flying it like yeah. really, like that's the thing.
2: It seems to have been worse for us in like um, nursing homes and stuff. That yeah, seems nursing to be homes. The,
1: the like. we've had a real problem with anyway, it because that's it's like over fifty percent of our cases are yeah. nursing homes and it's just because they, but there was a thing. What was it? Was It is Simon Harris, isn't it? It's because the people, the person is like the head of like, or like a, I can't remember what, who they are, but they're the head of like nursing homes and stuff in Ireland. Right. They asked for like a meeting with Simon Harris to go through, because obviously nursing homes... Would be obviously the highest first category, and then it's going to be quite hard because they need quite constant attention. A lot of them and stuff, yeah. But they asked for a meeting, and it was like the meeting they requested a meeting on like the 29th of February, and they got it on like the 29th of March. And it was like that's kind of too long, like we needed mm. to put then because that's only a meeting to discuss the plans that need to be put in place to help. Do you know what I mean? It's not even like right. We can sort everything out in one day. It's like this. This is the stuff that we need to put in place to prevent or lower the curve, uh, lower flatten the curve in nursing homes, and they didn't get that in for enough time. Really, mm. and that's kind of why, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, but we like a, If we have that on control, then we might be kind of clear yeah. for
1: this foreseeable future. Yeah. Mm. Just as long as people aren't stupid, enough Yeah. 'Cause I noticed no I know when Galway, like I know one of the girls Kelly works with, like, I didn't agree with her doing this. Like she, she was the she was the main complaint um of where she was working. She was like, I don't want to work in this office, it's too um dangerous with coronavirus But she was going to like a gorilla beautician and barber yeah. and hairdresser, so she so go stupid, like. but then going to house parties and it's like, You don't know who this like yeah, come on, like but you can't be the one complaining about you're feeling danger- you feel worried in the office and then she was going to house parties, like forty and fifty people. Like you're a person that deserves to get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like he deserves to awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <DGLS> and like, <laughs> i think more wearing gloves and masks and stuff. Mm. Um. So.
2: Been watching anything good?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, this week not watched too much. But I did watch a couple episodes of Twilight Zone there last night. Oh, yeah? Been, yeah. pretty good. I'm on like, it's one hundred and fifty six episodes in the original run, and I'm on now. Uh, 110, 110 these episodes now it's about 5 episodes ago they're all now like an hour long or like 50 minutes they were usually about 20 minutes they were good but now they're more like full like full full hour full 50, yeah, or 50 that'd minutes. be
2: like a, a 90 minutes with ads too I would imagine yeah probably would've been but some of yeah. them are
1: still pretty good they can be kind of hit or miss but there's still an awful lot of them that I just still really love like. and I feel like yeah. these ones like these ones are, the last one I watched was from the city broadcast I think it was like April 11th 1963 and it's like this is still pretty good for like it's yeah. time like you know yeah. I'm still really I still feel that a while out of the Twilight Zone like some some episodes are just still I think really good and you're like I understand why this is such a popular and lasting series yeah. you know because if you go back to it it's still quite fun to watch the one I was watching Dream of Genie I really liked because it like it's just again the classic Genie in the bottle you know this kind of the moral is the classic of you know be careful what you wish for mm. but I did find it funny he like rubs the Genie's lamp by accident and Genie comes out but the Genie just looks like a kind of Grumpy old man smoking a cigarette, wearing a dirty suit, and he's like, "Ah, yeah, we used to wear all like the velvet and stuff. We thought we'd just get modernized and go with the times." <laughs> it's just like I don't know, like that's that's that seems like an almost modern day joke. I thought like, yeah. for for like fifty years ago, yeah, it was like matter or whatever. You know? Yeah, kind of. I was yeah. kind of surprised by that because whenever I did see it, I was like, "Ah, yeah, this is gonna be like you know, fucking pure Silk pants. Yeah, a yeah. bit cheesy, but it wasn't. And that was like, yeah. that that actually made me laugh. Like I was like, what." I can see that, that joke being done today, like.
2: Yeah, it's like a family guy joke or something. Yeah. <laughs> like a lazy genie, just like, what do you want?
1: Yeah, exactly,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. happy with that. What about yourself? Um, yeah, I started watching a TV show, uh, Search Party. Search Party? Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, it's got, maybe, from Arrested Development in it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know how I heard about it in the first place because it just was like I don't know somehow I made it onto my watch list. Mm. But it was weird because looking it up and it came out in twenty fifteen. The original one was like twenty fifteen to twenty seventeen, two mm. seasons. Yeah. But then looking it up, there's a new season coming out this year. <laughs> <So> it's <laughs> that's, that's, that's good timing. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty good. Kind of it's like a reminded me a little bit of uh, Broad City. Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah. It's like New York, set in New York and it's like this group of friends and they're, it's like a dark comedy, they're all kind of self-obsessed and stuff like, Mm -hmm. but this girl goes missing and then maybe his character, what's she called again, Dory? Mm -hmm. She, uh, sees a poster and decides to take it upon herself to like track this person down Mm -hmm. because she kind of like, she has this feeling of, oh, if I went missing, would anyone care about me? And it like kind of, like I said, they're kinda of self obsessed. Yeah. About, like, <laughs> yeah. about her still. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's good it was a good wee show Because like got got comedy, beats and it's like twenty minute episodes, so it's like comedy like bite-sized comedy, mm-hmm. traditional comedy then. But uh it's also got this kind of mystery going on, so it, like keeps you hooked. Yeah, just that kind of overall story
1: that's gonna kind of yeah. tight each each season
2: Because you're like, oh what and like you find out more bits of information and you're like, oh, yeah, it's fun. That's interesting. First season I thought was really good. I'm on the second season now, it seems to have d- dipped a little bit. I don't know, I think it's just one of those things where they kind of rip themselves into a corner for like the season finale, and it's like it takes a little bit to kind of work their way out of Yeah, kind yeah, of. But they're mean? getting there, yeah. It's like, I don't know, the first couple episodes I was like, mm, but it's getting there. I'm, yeah. still, I'm, still, I'm still invested anyway. Yeah,
1: that's not too bad. Yeah. The mystery can help, like a good a good mystery yeah. can always help. Because yeah. you're like, oh, well, I, I still want to know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I like what they did. but it was good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, you had never heard of it before, and I think like well maybe his character like I always thought she's funny, and then you know when she's in like one episode of Broad City. Yeah. I think that's hilarious episode. The whole like, yeah. <laughs> of course we we both look we look like each other that's right.
2: <laughs> I was really confused when I first watched Broad City. Because I would seen her, that actress, on a podcast, and she talked about being in Broad City, and I hadn't watched Broad City yet. No, right. <laughs> so when I started watching it, I was like, oh, there she is, it's the main girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I was like, that's her. And then she was on that episode where she's the lookalike, and I was like because <laughs> i don't think i'd seen her since arrested development apart from that podcast, podcast.
1: so yeah you're like oh she's just like this is how she looks now sort yeah because yeah, like yeah she's she's quite young particularly at the start yeah. of like, Arrested development isn't she be? she would be like it.
2: so yeah just the fact that i knew that she was on it and I, and this person looked like her i was like that's her my brain just decided
1: that, that's but, like if
2: i hadn't seen that if i didn't know she was in I probably of been like I probably wouldn't have made that connect, jump. Like I would yeah, connect. but because you knew that she was, not it, yeah. that's why. I just assumed that she was the main. That's
1: quite funny. That she, yeah. was, tried, that she was definitely perfectly cast to play yeah. someone that looks like Lana. Yeah. Alana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Slightly
2: really embarrassing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that um, whoever plays Lana. Is that a that might be a real person?
1: name. Yeah, I think it is. It's Abby and Lana, isn't it? That's her actual real names. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Lana especially is hilarious oh yeah I think she's like I think she's just the funnier of the two just because she's madder but I do love there's that one episode was it where they like switch roles Mm. and like Abby has to go work in like the Whole Foods or something for like six hours I just love the way she just acts exactly like Lana put her feet up on the wall and start shaking the ass and stuff I was like That's so funny (laughs) it's just like that's exactly how she acts yeah like Abby's still
2: great it's just her character has to be a bit more she's kind of the straight Person to Alana's.
1: Yeah, Alana's more yeah. of a wild card. Yeah, kind yeah. of. Yeah. But I
2: love the one where she like um, turns out that she's a lounge singer when she gets really drunk. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic show. Actually, going uh, Actually,
1: I haven't watched the last season. It's one I've been meaning to watch. I need to finish that off. The last season came out like last year, was it? I think I watched it.
2: Mm. I can't remember now mm. if I finished it all. I definitely
1: seen some of it. Mm. I think I'm meant to watch you because I've seen like I don't know how many times I've seen like the first couple of seasons like like I, I always, yeah. always 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 wonder too watching Broad City because I feel like if, if you lived in New York for a period of time would there be more jokes that you get because I always remember you know whenever they go into the wedding and they like get on the bus and there's like a guy with chickens and there's like somebody like pulling yeah. out their hair or their teeth and stuff it's like is it something about like public transport I in th- New York like it's like obviously yeah. that's an exaggeration but yeah. like is it that bad I think it do- I think it does like it, I, I feel like I
2: does a really good job of showing you what new york's like even though it's like an absurdist way yeah yeah it's yeah. like i feel like from watching that show it's like this is what new york's like it, i feel
1: it, i feel like you 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 you're likely to get robbed yeah. at
2: some point like I and to it's, <laughs>
1: it's like anything could happen to you. it's like just it, whatever like yeah it's just you no know, because like i been in new york once when I was like 14 like and it's it is a bit mad like, yeah. just but the amount of people but of course i never lived there like i was there for like a week or two but i just yeah it always kind of makes me wonder now like, yeah but uh some of the stuff in that show is brilliant. It's just very it's a very well written, it's a very funny show. Like I thought it was like I thought it was funny, but then it gets better it was way funnier than I ever thought it was gonna be. Yeah, it's really, really good. Like
2: <laughs> I think I might give it a rewatch. Because
1: yeah. <laughs> I love Hannibal Bras in it too. Like, oh yeah, yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah, he's just hilarious anyway. Yeah, it's
2: yeah, so good. <laughs> oh. It always kinda reminds me of workaholics in a weird way. It's like the
1: I suppose you yeah, kind of like the friendship thing. About, yeah, like it's it, like, like
2: the female version
1: of Workaholics or
2: something. Kind of, yeah. Like just because they're like partying and all, all the time and like.
1: Oh, I suppose, yeah. Smoking f- weed. Yeah. Do you know what I was actually like, watching recently? you find funny, and I actually didn't think I would enjoy it. I started watching it because it was on Netflix Modern Family, which is, a, oh, yeah. which is a good, funny, wholesome show. Like, it's yeah. actually way funnier than I thought it was. But I found it funny because Adam from Workaholics, isn't it? At one point, he comes into the later seasons and he plays his pure, like, nice, normal, like. Like you know like straight edge kind of guy and I'm like at the same time he was doing like workaholics yeah. Which is like the entire
2: you, you can see that though with him like just being like a, a good boy He kind of has a role like that in Pitch Perfect doesn't he? I, is he? I've, I've only seen the first one. Is he in the first one? I think so. D- isn't he like the male rival group?
1: Maybe he is. I haven't seen it in years so I can't remember but I just thought it was so funny because he's playing like a a, a manny, and then he's like you know pure nice. And he's like playing with the kids and stuff, and he gets on with like Phil, who's like the dad, who's the most like straight laced. Like you know, says all these innuendos without knowing them, and then like watching hercoholics and he's just like smoking grass and taking as many mushrooms. As he can. <laughs> I love that episode where you
2: take mushrooms. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs>
1: they
2: like they kind of like throw the the rope they make off the. Off the building, <laughs> he just like throws the whole thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> he's like takes his top off and he's like yeah. <laughs> flexing and everything. <laughs> so
1: funny. Did you Did you watch their movie? The is uh, it called Game Over? Game man? Over Man. Yeah. No, I haven't watched that yet. It's it's alright. It's, it's like I thought it could have been kind of better, but there are some pretty some funny stuff in it. Like yeah. there, I think uh, I know Durs. I think Durs does. It's the guy that plays what do you call him more colleagues Get guy plays like the drug dealer again the guy with the uh, uh, Carlos. Carl, yeah he directed I think because he directed that episode to workaholics and I think like, he's like the kind
2: of greater or the main guy behind a, it or something isn't
1: he yeah he's like he does like a lot of the background work and then he yeah. just played like that character but then the, the movies he's done like, there's some funny parts of it but I do find it funny because like Dourish like, wrote it as well and in that their movie they have that like he's like he can't get high off weed anymore, so he just takes salvia all the time it's just kinda of funny
2: not a very natural
1: progression <laughs> No, <laughs> <laughs> not uh, it's still worth a watch, if you like those guys, you like their huge comedy, like yeah. that, you'll still- nah, no, I've been meaning to, to watch it, yeah <clears throat>
2: um, something else popped into my head oh yeah, speaking of wholesome comedies, I watched the second season of uh, single parents can you hear that
1: show? yeah, like I've heard of it, never actually watched it
2: uh, I didn't enjoy it as much as the first season, I don't think. But it's still good. Mm. I pretty much watched it all in a day or two. Yeah. Mm. It's like the Craters, same Craters as uh, New character, I think. Oh, right, yeah. so that finished and then they started this. But I did also see that it, um, it's not being renewed for a third season, unfortunately. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But it's a good, uh, bingeable show. Wholesome
1: entertainment. Nice mm. and wholesome, everything works out and everyone's yeah. all happy. <laughs>
2: Uh, oh yeah I watched uh, The Morning Show I finished that there have you heard of that? no it's The Morning Show it's um. it's uh, Steve Carell plays um, Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston are mm. the like the mum and dad of America because they're on The Morning Show No right yeah yeah but then he gets me too and that's <laughs> like the first thing that happens this new the story breaks so then it's like the just the aftermath of that. But it's got a big cast. It's got a... Um, Billy Curdup. Is that his name? He's the guy from Almost Famous, the guitarist with a moustache.
1: Never seen Almost Famous, but I'm pretty sure isn't he the guy in Big Fish as well? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's the man. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Reese Witherspoon. Mm-hmm. She's like the... This other reporter. She gets like famous because she... Is the one who breaks the story? No, Maybe. she does like a rant and it gets like She's at the coal mine doing her reporting or something, and she kind of like breaks and like starts shouting at this person, and it goes viral, and then they end up being like, this girl. Yeah, <laughs> <She> <laughs> get her on. She replaces um Steve Carell and. Send everybody this. I don't
1: know She's a white big cast. Yeah, probably. that's what
2: it. And uh, what's uh, Jay Duplass? Do you know him? Oh yeah yeah. Um. I think. That uh, detective from Luke Cage as well. Black Lady.
1: Oh, the one who plays Misty Knight. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Misty Knight. Uh, of course, a comic book actor's name. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: there's probably other big actor people it too, I, I just can't think right now. they are always the main ones. So. Yeah. But it's like, I heard Pete Holmes, I think that's what I heard about it, actually, Pete Holmes talking about it, and he always kind of, he's like, ah, it's... He kind of, like, shits... He kind of, like... There's a trend of him just kind of shitting on it every, like, every episode, and he's just like, I'm not going to work again. I keep, like, bad-mouthed in this show. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of people... <laughs> <laughs> but he's like... like And I kind of, towards the end, I was kind of starting to agree with him. There's a lot of people just being like, this is how I feel, and this happened. And then it's like... It's almost like everyone's
1: just doing a monologue. Oh, right, yeah. It's like co- sort of just conflicted or contrasted monologues. Yeah, yeah. it's
2: like... But it's still, like... I think it is I was like trying to make up my mind I was like is this worth the watch like do, would I advise people watch it and I think I would like it's really well done and mm-hmm. good performances and all just there's so many moments like and that might just be my opinion I'd say there's plenty of people that would
1: yeah I know what you mean you don't dislike it I know yeah. I get, I get, I get what you mean
2: it's just I can be a bit critical about uh, especially when it's like it feels like for some reason if it's a writing thing I always feel like that can be more critical you know what I mean it's like bad direction. I can nearly get over if the if the the writing. Yeah, is if
1: the color, if the if the writing is good enough and it shines through, then it can mm-hmm. be okay. I get what you mean, yeah. But mm-hmm. if you, you, it's like what you were saying about in one of the other podcasts about the whole Shits Creek thing, where you felt like they just tried the first joke. Yeah. So that's why it's annoying. Because that's a. Uh, get away.
2: Um. I have a note here. Because uh, it's interesting, like it. I think it is valuable because it adds. You see what he's going through as well, uh, Steve Carell. Mm. Like there's a part where he meets up with uh, Martin. Is it Martin Short?
1: Is that his name? Martin Short. That name's familiar, but I can't remember. I'm gonna do Give it a
2: goog, as Pete Holmes would say, because he abbreviates everything.
1: (laughs) Or is that just like uh, no infringement of copyright or uh, (laughs) trademark or anything?
2: Duck Duck Go Yeah.
1: Hell
2: yeah. I'm gonna start using that. It is Martin Short. So he, there's a part where he's talking to him, because he also got Me Too'd previously, so then they're talking and it's like, but then it, something clicks with Steve Carell's character and he he's like, um, he's like, actually, I think you are an abuser, I'm not. Like, the way Martin Shard's talking, it's like, I'm not, like, you actually, you, you do need to be... Like go to jail or whatever. Like you.
1: Oh, it's oh, kind of interesting that way. Of yeah. Kind of, so it's kind of like the two sides of it, sort of. Yeah. The one who is actually committed a crime, sort of. Yeah.
2: Like Steve Carell is Like I didn't do anything wrong. Like I didn't rape those women. Like it was all consensual sex. So he. But then it also goes into the fact that like he he is their boss. They look up to him. There's a the power dynamic there. Yeah. There's stuff like that. But it's just I thought it was really interesting the way it like shows the two different sides. Hmm because he thinks, he, like, he thinks he's a victim, hmm. like, he genuinely thinks that and in a way he kind of is. I think that was like the most interesting point because, um, I had it written, let me just check my notes here, yeah, it kind of shows that he's not just a bad person, it's the environment that caused him to act like that. It's like it's so ingrained into everything, like, the woman, he feels used because the woman that he slept with got a
1: promotion. Oh right, okay, but then of course you can see. But
2: this. she got the promotion because she slept with him. Yeah, and they try to cover it up, so it's like this, this culture of like silence mm. actually damage. It hurts everybody. So I actually think it because it gives you this more nuanced approach. I think it actually adds more weight to the whole Me Too movement. Because you can see that this isn't just like everyone's hurt by it, and that's why it's so like important to stop because it's it's in everywhere like it's in the fabric of the the work environment yeah no,
1: it's just it's so built into yeah. what it is that sounds really interesting actually I yeah. I can understand why you'd want to watch it from that point of view because that would be very Because I also kind of wonder because if you take it that they're obviously famous and in. The inn real life in yeah. this kind of industry, an industry that we don't, we don't really know what it's like, you know the whole thing about showbiz is supposed to be so glitz and glam on the outside and then there's always I remember even younger, apparently Hollywood always has like a dark seedy underbelly, yeah. which it does Yeah. and it's supposed to be like one of the seediest. so I think it's kind of interesting from that point of view because you take it more seriously because these are big famous people, probably written by people in the industry and stuff mm. as well
2: like. But yeah I thought that was interesting like. Because I, when I was watching, I was like, I wonder what this, like, I wonder what the fact that they're giving his character a bit of humanity is that, like, would some people find that bad or whatever? But mm. I do think it actually just makes the whole
1: but, like, things Me or... Too
2: movement seem more important. Like, that was my takeaway. I was like, I think weirdly, it's like, yeah, this is like something. Obviously, <laughs> it's like a good thing anyway, but I'm just yeah. saying that, like, Because there's more depth, to it you can be like, oh, this is fucking seriously important thing that's happening. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) And this is like, but it's just kind of, it's just the way that like not really anything in life ever is entirely like black and white. Yeah. And like so, that's kind of why, and especially for that there, because that kind of a lot of times does seem very black and white. Yeah. But it it it, it isn't really because I was thinking about that there a lot recently because because I thought it was funny because you know like Jimmy Fallon sort of got in trouble because he did like blackface like twenty years ago. Then I think it was, like, Jamie Foxx who went and said, just let this one fly. But then it's kind of like, maybe, like, and I'm nothing against, Jamie Fallon would be, like, a really nice person in real life and because of that, but then it's like, but why does this person get to do something that's seen as racist and horrible, which it is, and then get away with it, but then you could have someone else, and also Robert Downey Jr. in Traffic Thunder, but, but like, no one ever complains about that. But then I suppose... I think I
2: was just being self-aware, though, and parading the fact that he... was like the so one character because I do I'm pretty sure they even bring it up in the movie, don't they?
1: Yeah, the the whole point is he he got like he got like a lot of praise from like people in Hollywood for that role because he because he's doing the whole method actor going over the top thing, and like I don't can remember but I read an article before and some guy was like some like actor or something was saying that like you don't understand how how close that is to some actors who go method where it's just really just being annoying. But even if you think you know like the the man on the moon documentary. With Jim Carrey going method for Andy Kaufman, yeah, like that must have been hell for some people know, on yeah. set.
2: Like that must have been so annoying. Like <laughs> that was interesting. Like the what was the what, the wrestler again? What's his oh, name? Jerry Lawler. Yeah, because yeah. he was like, but me and me and Andy were friends. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, yeah, yeah, hated yeah. Jim Carrey.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He hated Jim Carrey, but he was like, Andy was one of my best friends. He was like, yeah, I, I loved Andy. Like it was like, you know, I really, I hate Jim Carrey.
2: <laughs> I always think that that must have been that had to be the most important, like, moment in wrestling whenever that whole thing, like, like, they basically turned it real in, like, this weird way, you know what
1: I mean? Yeah, because they made the feuds, like, seem like as if they were going on outside of the ring as well because, like, that's what Andy Kaufman did um, invent the whole kind of, like, bad archetype of, like, uh, wrestlers and then Jerry Lawler was the good guy coming in and that's the whole thing, it's like Andy Kaufman was like I'll only fight women because like women are less than men and all this <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and, so funny, yeah. and, like, and it's like he doesn't believe any of this he's just completely annoying people what was it like is it in because it's, it's in the movie I think but it's actually what he did he was in like Memphis or something and it's like because he, he actually did it in real life and he holds up a bar of soap he's like you don't know what the, this is like you know going like the entire crowd saying they don't know how to wash themselves they all smell they're all hicks they're all stupid it's like <laughs> I don't have the balls to go out on stage and insult like twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people. Like, yeah, that's amazing.
2: Like, <laughs> that's a class movie to watch too. I, yeah. I think it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I think yeah, *Man def- on the Moon*.
1: Yeah, and I think it's just it's just such a good like. There's a because I feel like now there's an awful lot of like biopics or like biopics. I don't even know pronounce them. Yeah, just, that's
2: that's get to the bottom of this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did we talk about this before? I don't think so, now Because I was trying
2: to work it out, and like you're. Apparently, you're supposed to say biopic?
1: Yeah, because I was thinking because like, it's, th- it's a biography picture. That's what yeah. I'm taking it as. But that's kind of one word, so I thought, is it biopic?
2: Yeah, I would think it's biopic, but apparently, it's biopic. You see, I'm, I'm I don't sure understand because you don't say. Biography. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So why would it be biopic? I don't know, because... You it's, don't say biology? Yeah. <laughs> like this is because it's it? supposed to be two separate words, but then I would think well, that that doesn't mean it should be hyphenated. Yeah, I don't... I, don't and, so I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but... Um, I'm going to make
2: a stance and say biopic. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm going to well. fight everyone that...
1: Yeah. Tries to stop me. Well, in that biopic, I think that's just one of the most like. <laughs> it's just natural. O- it's easier to say too. <laughs> it's it's more fun to say. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think that's one of the more original ones. I yeah. think just because maybe it's also partly due to his story as well. Like, but it's just so interesting. Like. Yeah. And then you have like Danny DeVito was the producer and he was friends with Andy Kaufman. Yeah. One on a Taxi series and they bring all those people back Great movie. Must watch that again. <laughs>
2: Uh, what do you call it um, talking about good biopics mm-hmm. sticking to it um, was the uh, Brian Brian Wilson one did you ever watch that no I think it's called Love and Mercy Love and Mercy but it's really good it's like um, two people play um, Brian Wilson it's Paul Dano and John Cusack mm. so Paul Dano was like back in the day young Brian Wilson and John Cusack is like nowadays Brian Wilson mm. It's really, really good. It's one of the. a well done uh, music biopic. Oh, well,
1: it's like a. Maybe it's a biopic there. Yeah, oh, oh. I like, I've never I've watched got gonna, it. Got a, <laughs> Isn't it the, the Bob Dylan one I've never actually seen it But he was played by Kate Blanchett He's
2: played by a load of characters like,
1: Yeah isn't it But the main one Yeah because he always said He said like years ago I think like the 90s Bob Dylan was like yeah He's he's played by five people I think But I think like one of the main people Is Kate Blanchett plays him And yeah. he was like Yeah if I, have a bio, if I ever have a movie made about me He's like I want to be played by a woman <laughs> Why yeah. not, like? She looks really like him yeah. <laughs> yeah But he's really thin and all too So he's like I, was, I thought that was mad and if you see yeah. it, like it's a bit bizarre. There's a really good. Uh, I think it's a Martin Scorsese
2: documentary on him. I heard it's really good, but I went to oh, watch it. Oh, that came might. And it's like two and a half, two no, it's like three and a half hours. It's really long. It's like yeah. two parts. That was No Direction Home. I
1: think it's called. Yeah, that's. It's just like about like one year in his life or something. It? Yeah. It? yeah, I think it was sort of like one tour anyway. Maybe not a year, but yeah, that only came out like a year or two ago, wasn't I Think it was a while ago. I think it was like twenty. Well, I,
2: don't know, I, don't know. I could be wrong.
1: Could be wrong, because I felt like there was one recently
2: with Scorsese doing it. I think there was, might have been something recently as well.
1: Scorsese, though, if he does anything, you know it's going to be long. Yeah. 2005? Uh, oh wow. <laughs> Way <laughs> off. Yeah. 15 <laughs> years ago.
2: Rolling Thunder review of Bob Dylan's story by Martin Scorsese, 2019. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that Bob Dylan one I think is like three and a half hours. Yes. Yeah, it says it right here, three and a half hours. It's like two parts, two hours and then an hour and a half.
1: Mm. So Must have been a long year. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, so in all fairness, Bob Dylan's been around an awful lot of yeah. time and <laughs> <laughs> he's done an awful lot.
2: Um you mentioned uh Tropic Thunder. Yeah. I actually watched uh a, a video on Forrest Gump where they mentioned that uh <laughs> that scene the Never go full retard. <laughs> oh, yeah, <really? laughs> Yeah. It was a really interesting video. It's about, it's called, like, The Importance of Habit, and it was by, I think it was by Storytellers on YouTube. I think mm-hmm. that's their name. Storytellers. But it was really interesting. It kind of goes into stuff about ego and all, and it was saying, like, Forrest is able to focus on something, like, whole, like, completely, mm. and um, end up getting a lot out of it, even if it's a totally mundane task, by putting yourself committing completely to it and concentrating it can become rewarding Mm. which I really like that kind of idea and there's stuff about uh... oh yeah he was talking about like if you want to another message you can take from like if you want to change the world is like you just start on yourself like Forrest's character would just like do things for himself or like the few people around him that he could help like he gives they send money to like Bubba's oh, like family, to Bubba's family yeah, and yes. even, even when
1: he starts Bubblegum Fish Company. Yeah,
2: like stuff like that. It's yeah. just like, yeah, it's got these really good messages, a really good video. Yeah. Just going into like the actual, the depth of the importance of the character of Forrest Gump.
1: I love Forrest Gump. Like, I think it's like like that's one movie that would probably make me cry. Like, yeah. Um, did you know uh, Tom Hanks actually worked off the kid? the way the kid like moved and walked and the way he like talked was actually where Tom Hanks took it from oh, okay. and they also kind of funnily enough to try and make him look dumber they shaved into his hairline and give him a bit I of saying, forehead I was <laughs> thinking <that. laughs> it's really high up isn't it yeah because I was like
2: because that was the first movie I think I saw with Tom Hanks and then, <laughs> and then like I remember what like seeing other ones then, and I was like that's not right and then even in the when I was watching that video I was like they definitely changed his hairline
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know I think it's so funny but apparently didn't it works it, yeah it does they thought it would make him look like more dumb essentially definitely like, does yeah. but so, does that make sense because in that movie it
2: changes your whole kind of impers- impression of his face like like it, I think it would have been a smart move for that reason too like because he would have been he would have done movies like Sleepless in Seattle um, a and, bit big yeah and, and stuff like that he was, that. Uh, he but was like,
1: rom-com sp- king like, yeah
2: specifically for the rom-coms it's like how do we make this guy that we've present, he's been publicly presented as like the
1: the dreamboat? Yeah. But <laughs> so no, he did Forrest Gump, what else did he do? He did
2: I actually watched Philadelphia those. before that though? That was, Philadelphia, that, that was like his the, biggest the, movie before that I think, yeah.
1: Yeah, You know he only got he like, his like proper Big break. I think, which is in Philadelphia, he was, only, he was like 35 mm-hmm. he was actually old, like he was actually old and I also didn't know that he's called America's dad. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that it's until like, the I think, what was it? Until he got sick with coronavirus? Yeah. I never knew that. I did love, you know, when the Me Too movement came around, like, read an article and they are all about, like, you know, because it was like, you know, every, you know, every single day for a while, like, there was a new celebrity and there was something new and it was like, we would hear this by Tom Hanks and it was like all these stories about how he's a really great guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It like, would be the, like, it would be the most heartbreaking. Oh, man, he's fucking Woody. Like, just, ruined, comfy, just, like, ruin your whole, so like, world many views, Woody, like... <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you'd be like, it's nothing sacred. Like, give him, like yeah. there has to be one good person in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Like, come on.
2: I actually watched *Sleepless in Seattle* recently too.
1: That's one thing. That's one I don't think you've ever actually seen. That That's pretty good. Mm. Well, Tom like, Hanks will probably like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think I watched it uh, like that well, during the the Hangover phase of that session. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Something nice and like yeah, yeah, it was, light-hearted it was good.
1: and
2: good. <laughs> I watched uh, Splash a while ago too that one's pretty good Splash. it's like where you there's a meets a mermaid and then she ends up I think it's like a literal years. fish out of water yeah.
1: story <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen that years yeah. years ago that's maybe. a fun movie too yeah some of them I still love, love Big though no oh, Big's so good yeah it's just so like, such a good movie yeah it's king of a toy company but then there is that there big kind of weird thing where it's like he kind of has like a romance with like the the, the woman and it's like he's 12 yeah.
2: <laughs> but he's so he's so yeah. good in that too He's just like acting like a kid like yeah. you, you just you buy it completely like yeah
1: and of course nobody else in the movie's supposed to know what's going on but you're like yeah this is what a kid yeah. do he gets like the big apartment doesn't he he just fills with all these toys and yeah. everything
2: <laughs> speaking of big kids I rewatched Miss Doubtfire Not <laughs> as well really? recently I found out, too, that there was, like, loads of different cuts of that movie. There was, like, an R-rated one. and I was a, about to say, yeah, there like yeah. four different versions yeah. for, like,
1: each different rating.
2: Yeah, I'd love to see all of them. Yes, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but apparently it was just all Robin Williams, just absolutely ad-libbing. Yeah. Which you could believe. That's what I, like, when I was watching, I was like, was there a script
2: for this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how you could write a script. You probably just, like because all the jokes that he makes are so him they're so specific to robin williams they're yeah. just like these wee like quick asides and everything and it's like they have to be just him because i don't know how you could write it for him yeah in his voice like you, you, must you just, could
1: understand if he i wonder wanted. if it
2: was even supposed to be a comedy yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's actually excuse like to Manning. he's like nah fuck this <laughs> there's um i did find it interesting because like stuff like that happens i was reading about um Dan Harmon said about, like, Donald Glover in Community, that it got to the point that after, like, season, after, like, season one or something, where sometimes the writers would write stuff, and, like, Donald Glover, obviously, he was a stand-up and everything as well, he, uh... They would just write... Sometimes he'd write a joke, and then underneath, they would also write, like, in brackets, or Donald says something funny, and just like, leave it to him, because apparently he did that an awful lot, and he'd just fly off, which you could imagine him doing. Jacob kind of loves love stuff like that. Yeah. But Robin Glover the, Robin the Rose, character
2: really becomes the... Like, no one else could do that character because it's so... They they know what they're doing, like, you know... That happened with uh, Elaine and Seinfeld as well. Really? Yeah, they actually started writing the character more like uh, Julia Stryfus <laughs> because she was such, like, a bubbly character and they just, like, they're just like, she's great. Then they just put, started putting more and more of her into the character.
1: Oh, that's clever. Yeah. That's really funny, Aunt Julia? There's, um, I was going to say that I still think Robin Williams is probably going, like, the king of ad-libbing because isn't it in Good Will Hunting? He, like, the whole thing about his wife farting, and the way she used to fart, he completely made that up on the yeah. spot, Which is like, I've actually never seen the end of that movie, but I've seen that movie five times. For some reason, <laughs> after five times of trying to watch it, it is always, something has always happened. to Not let me finish it, but I've seen about three quarters of it. But that whole scene where he's talking <laughs> to me is yeah. so, like, heartwarming and good. And it's like, I wonder what Matt Damon was thinking when he was sitting there, like... Where is this coming from? Going through the script. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is so good. Why didn't I write this? <laughs> <laughs> did anyone like yeah. ask her for that? Like,
2: uh, did you watch the Robin Williams documentary? Which one? That was it, like came out after his death.
1: I don't think so, actually. I remember what what? I that was really good. Yeah, he was like a mime and stuff in like the seventies in New York yeah. for a while, and he was like.
2: And then you got Mark and Mindy. Mark and was was Yeah,
1: it was Morgan Mindy. That was what he did for like seven or eight years. That or was his name of
2: my Cats when I was young? Really. <laughs> I didn't name them. Yeah. I, I knew the cats before I knew of the show. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, did they name that show after my cats? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, What else? I don't know. Oh, watched it. I've been on a bit of a documentary, but I was actually talking about documentaries. Yeah. Watched two there during the week. first one was called The Work. Mm. It was incredible, man. I've been telling everyone <laughs> about it. Like, I have as soon as I watched it, I started meshing people and everything. But it's um, it's about this, um, in America, I don't know how widespread it is, but in the documentary it's on, about in one prison in particular, in New Folsom Prison, they've got a, a group therapy session mm. that, like, any inmate can join and then once a year they invite people from the outside so they can go and take part in it and it's over four days Yeah. so the documentary just follows one of these years and follows one of the... so it's like a big... they all get together in a room and then they all divide out in smaller groups, so and it follows one of these circles basically mm. and there's three people from the outside and then one person who is an inmate but it's his first year doing it and then the rest of the people that are inmates that have done it before so. When you've done it before, you kind of become part of like the the counselors in a way. Like you're kind of directing the. Yeah. Like you're more
1: experienced, you can kind of. Yeah. You know what's happening.
2: And whenever you're, if you go in from the outside, you choose two inmates at the start, and they're like your guide, and they'll protect you and make sure nothing happens to you, and they can like just talk. Like you know, if you're feeling uneasy because you're surrounded by murderers and stuff,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 which makes sense. Yeah,
2: but it's class, man. Um, there's, like, people from diff- loads of different backgrounds. There's, like, one of the guys is uh, from... He's an ex-Aryan brotherhood. Uh, another guy was, like, an ex-blood or a crip. I can't remember if there was... I can't remember if there was a blood and a crip. Or just one, I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and there's, like, just all these different gangs. There's, like, an Asian guy from the Asian gang. He's the guy that... He's the inmate who's never done it before. He's he used to be in this Asian gang. Yeah. And then there's, like, Native American gang members and, like, all the different... <laughs> racist basically. Um, um so the at the start they like get people to say why they're why they've come in, like the people from the outside. So when they choose their inmates they they talk then say why they wanna why they wanna be part of it. Mm. So the first there's a black guy and he um he's doing it because he wants to face his fear because he is terrified of going to prison because his, his, he didn't meet, I don't know if he never met his dad, but he didn't meet him when he was young anyway because he was in prison. Yeah. So that's also, so he's trying to like face his fear to and kind of reconcile that as well. Yeah. And then it goes to another guy and when it, they ask him why he's in, he's just like, I don't know man, uh, just uh, what's it like in here? Like, you know, when you go outside or whatever. Like He's just so um, not willing to like uh, say why
1: yeah
2: uh, like he kind of maintains this like uh like aloof-ish. Aloof, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, don't, yeah. I don't care I mean, it's fine like, but like after like half an hour or so I was just like this guy's gonna break so fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when it happens he's gonna just crack because you realise as well it's like he's chose to be there so he's got something that he wants yeah. to work out but he's just not willing to share it yet okay. but I was in tears within like 20 minutes Jesus yeah because like the 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 first day they're asking the the Asian guy, says why he wants to be there, and then he's like, oh I haven't, um, he's kind of like, do you know when um, It's Always Sunny, when Dennis is like, remember when you... Uh, feel used to feel
1: emotions. Oh, yeah yeah and he's <laughs> like do you have her feelings man? He's like, Yes <laughs> you see, I have you them every day see,
2: you <laughs> don't feel feelings? Yeah Well this guy basically is going through that like he's like I haven't processed my sister's death and I want to mourn her properly.
1: Jesus yeah. <laughs> Very intense.
2: So um I think it's the crypt then when he's doing that, he that like, goes up to him and like points at his eyes and his eyes and he's like, Okay stay with me right now yeah. And he's like stay w- in that thing that you just said, stay with that emotion and he's um, like, let all that let your armor down now and like and they start breathing. He's like breathing I and mean, they start like breathing together, like mm-hmm. and then another guy comes in and says, like, Can I touch your jaw? And he's like, Yeah and he like kinda opens his just just opens his mouth a little bit and they get into like unclench, mm-hmm. just like relax everything. And then they start breathing in unison and then the next thing he just starts crying. Jeez. And when he started crying I was just like tears started rolling down yeah. my face <laughs> too. I was just like I was like right there. I felt yeah. like I was part of the group too. Was just like yeah. <laughs> It's powerful man Wow that's And then he starts like Reacting against that then And he's like Because like I guess he kind of realises That he's in prison And it's like I can't be crying And then they all kind of like They all kind of gather around him And like hold him down On the ground And they're just like We're here man And then like the first Black guy He he starts crying too The guy from the outside Because he's like I wasn't ready for that (laughs) But yeah It's class the whole movie i was just like on the verge of tears pretty yeah. much just like so in there with all of them but it's class and just it being like all men and the most like sort of hyper masculine version of men they're all like in, criminals and in, like in,
1: in, in an atmosphere where like weakness especially like that or emotion would definitely not yeah. be taken in anything like
2: yeah and that's kind of the the message is like the power of being vulnerable mm. and the fact that they all kind of like hold each other accountable too for stuff like there's a part where guy's telling a story and then he's like, it's, he says but, and they're like, ah, we don't say but, we say and, because but, um, negates everything that came before it or something. So it's like, things like that where just like, ah, you can't say that. Or, and like and they're like, an for, forcing these of. things out of them and everything like and it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's it's, really, it's really, really good.
1: interesting I was going to say you remind me of there, I uh, watched the first season of like 60 Days In, which is like a reality show where they put people into jail for just 60 days but like undercover. One this of is,
2: months. I think, whenever I brought this. Sh- Documentary up, Someone was on about It must have been that show It's mm-hmm. like people from the outside Go Yeah they go, go in, in And they're like 10, 5, But <laughs> people don't know That they're in <laughs>
1: or, or, or. One of the funniest things You were saying About the guy That was like Remaining aloof Is like in the first season is this guy Robert And he like goes in like So they give them Like a backstory And everything like And like one guy's like an ex-Marine Zach Like he does Yeah like, He does He does <laughs> I, I actually I think too, this, i think mentioned this Once before I think
2: Maybe it was you Or maybe it was Uh but I was listening back to the podcast because <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "This sounds very familiar."
1: But uh, what I thought was what you were saying about the guy going aloof in the prison is like, so they give them all like they give them all backstories, but of course they're like well enough thought out backstories that you know like because they're they're like the first thing that'll happen when you go into jail is people will come up and test you, you know, so they're gonna grill you First of all while you're in there to look for recent holes in your story. And so like one of the guys, Zach, he goes in, he does really well, he runs back through and again, Robert, he's like, he goes in and like even during like the training that they show beforehand, you can tell that he's not taking it seriously and he's not listening to them and within like two or three hours of being in there he's completely fucked up his backstory <laughs> <laughs> and they're all like like there's it's like a couple of buyers and like or like within the first day or two and like one of the inmates is like I think he's a cop I think he's a plant. like how do you fuck up like that Riley? like how do you fuck up that he's bad? like not replying to his name and stuff <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that, and he's just like acting pure weird. And he's like, he like, uh, he like takes off like half his like jumpsuit and like ties it off to try and, like, move off. but he's not buff. He's not tough.
2: holding his arms like yeah. as if there's like invisible muscles there. <laughs>
1: yeah, and it's like these guys are pure hardened criminals. Like you know, it could be a skinny guy in a corner who's like the most dangerous one there. You know what I mean? Oh, it's just it reminded me of that. It's so funny, he's so aloof And then they send him to like, uh, he breaks all the rules and he gets put into like solitary confinement. And then all of a sudden, solitary confinement. He has. He gets a sore stomach, and he can't go back to general population. And they're like, really, you've a sore stomach. Why do you have a sore stomach? <laughs> like it's just you can tell. My he's tummy. Just, Yeah, <laughs> you can tell he's just scared. Like. Yeah. Oh.
2: Um. Oh yeah, that documentary is called the work.
1: The um, work. Oh yeah. Just uh, in
2: case. I got a message today, being like. Can you list everything you talk about?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Maybe like, that'll oh, be something
1: for the description. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like,
2: mm, that seems like a lot of work, though. Yeah,
1: <laughs> listen back to it. Yeah. A lot gets said. Yeah,
2: know. there's gonna be a lot in there. But she was saying that she was driving and she she uh, missed what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh,
1: I'll just tell her to listen to the whole yeah, thing. And
2: <laughs> I, I, I do find that annoying too. It's like sometimes I have to like. If they're like talking about movies, like, or if it's like an end of the year list or something. Yeah. I was like listening to one and I had to like put the in a notepad being like, <laughs> write down everything they brought up. <laughs> like pause. it, yeah. Going back and forth. But, um, oh yeah, the other documentary I watched was Won't You Be My Neighbour, the Mr. Rogers.
1: Oh yeah, the Mr. Rogers documentary. Mm-hmm. I'd say that was very, i said that was very wholesome.
2: Yeah, that was class. Um, I still haven't seen Back to Tom Hanks, he plays yeah. him in the movie, the, yeah welcome to the neighbourhood
1: I think so yeah I didn't, um, I didn't know anything about Mr Rogers' stuff i just seen a couple of things online He like what he invited like a black police officer to like share um, like a foot pool with him or something yeah, on TV that
2: know. happened after um, there was black people using a communal pool and the owner of the pool went round and started kicking them out and then like started pouring cleaning products like chlorine into the pool to get them to go out and everything <laughs> so that just happened and then that was Mr Rogers' reaction yeah Jesus what like, this they would do they did like that was like the way the show worked it's like every, anything that happened the cultural thing like after the what was the shuttle that exploded in the 80s oh the Apollo 13
1: was it Apollo 13 Apollo 13 was the one that exploded
2: on oh, the Challenger 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 so like after that happened they did they they addressed that because it was just kind of addressing like any fears that the kids might have like these confusing new things and like like oh, they put they'd have like the puppets, like Mister Rogers did. It. He wrote all the scripts and like uh, did all the puppetry. He had like ten different voices that he put, that he put on. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, fuck that. And
2: the actors were saying like he didn't allow, like he really didn't like them to add lib at all because he was like I've got a very specific message I want to get across.
1: Yeah, yeah, and this is how the message is gonna yeah. be done.
2: Because he was like, he was about to go into being a minister. I think he was like a, was he Presbyterian or something? Mm-hmm. And then, basically, TV was invented. Mm. And then he was like, you know what, I actually want to do that. Because even the... Like, he basically invented the concept of children's TV, too, I think. Oh, right. Like, no one even wanted to do it. And he was like, no, I think it's really important that we give kids this sh- sh- uh, something to watch. And, you know, like, good
1: messages as well to grow up with. Which yeah. Which makes sense.
2: Yeah. It's a really wholesome message. I think it's, it's like, really uh, important, actually. I actually watched a, a video, then as a new School of Life video mm. talking about why we need to be heard or why we need to be seen and I didn't really put it together at the time but I was like oh I need that too, yeah. not just kids. <laughs> <laughs> like, they, like His whole message is like tell, letting them know that any emotion they were having is fine mm. it's okay. Like if you're angry or scared just be like that's alright like you're allowed to... You're allowed like, to feel these things yeah. and it's okay to feel these things. And that video is just saying like how it's important to if someone's, like, ranting and raving, not to go, like, would you shut up? Just be like, yeah, man, that uh, must make you really angry or whatever. And it actually, even though we think, like, logically, oh, if you indulge that behaviour, it's going to make it worse. But actually, as soon as you uh, dress and accept it, p- those people stop doing it as much. It's more like a acknowledge
1: it. if you don't feel dismissed by it, then will kind of... Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. That's and
2: and really there's... Um, even still, there was, like, a... Uh, at some point, there was like a kind of outcry against him because he got blamed for creating a lot of like entitled, an entitled generation. But I think I think I brought it up like on an early podcast. There was a guy who like
1: the self esteem thing. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. and uh, yeah. There's a really nice quote that Mister Rogers had, like a his last ever commencement speech that he did, basically explaining his view, and he said something along the lines of. Um, what I was trying to do was like you don't have to do anything spectacular to be loved, and I was like, that's the shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> that's like yeah. that's a that's a completely different message than being like you're special. That's not the same thing. Like yeah, it's, yeah, that's th- it's like yeah, you don't have to do anything special. You are still important.
1: Yeah, it's yeah I know what you mean, which isn't really an entitled thing to say. it's nah. more of like it's more of like trying to get people at least the most. Basic amount of self worth, yeah. <laughs> pretty much, and if you have that, then you're more likely to be a nicer person. Yeah, you? that's Jazz. so wholesome and nice.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's really good, and uh, yeah, definitely recommend giving that a watch.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd say well, one thing that you said about the Challenger that made me bring up is I think it was the Challenger. I read a story on Reddit there recently, and it was kind of sad. I think one of the astronauts on the Challenger or something was a teacher as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: she was like getting ready, to. she was going to do a lesson from space. Yeah. or
1: something, and it exploded, but apparently that whole school that she was working in, like the kids that were in her class and stuff, they were watching it on TV, which of course they were, and they seen it happen, and I was like, but I read, read a reddit story of one of the people that was in her class, and I was like, oh my god, that's so sad, <laughs> like, because mm. it's insane, because they meant a lot to her anyway. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Jesus.
2: He started doing these, like, week-long things then, in, like, the 90s, I think. Because he, like, he he stopped the show at some point and then he wanted to do an adult show where it's called Mr. Rogers' Friends or something. And it was, like, basically the same idea. He'd get, like, he wanted adults to send in poems and stuff like that. Like, just do the same thing. And it, like, it did fail. Not really... Maybe fail isn't the right word, but it didn't... It didn't connect in the same way with adults
1: as it would with children
2: yeah, yeah. so then he ended up um, he found out I think it was a kid got choked I don't know if they died but they were like they were imitating Superman so they like had a towel or something tied around their neck and they like jumped off something and it got like oh, caught. choked him I don't know if it choked him to death but it choked him anyway and he, he was like oh there's still stuff to talk about hmm. so then he started doing week long um, things on like a specific subject like one was like superheroes and like how oh, you're not a superhero, and like just yeah. that kind of stuff. And he did like one a whole week on death, and like that's one of the things they are talking. About. I was like that that was crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Especially for like going to kids and stuff like. And
2: just repeating the same thing, but yeah, it's uh,
1: mm.
2: all good shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Very wholesome. It seems yeah. like someone was like nothing dark ever came out about him. If you know what I mean. Yeah. You know, which is really happy because I've seen him like. All the doubt because it seems like it just sometimes you kind of wonder, it's like, hmm, what'll eventually come out like? Yeah. Whether, like, because, like, look at Jimmy Savile, he's like the absolute poster child for it all. Yeah. He was seen as absolutely as well, essentially, probably like you call him almost like the British Mr. Rogers, but yeah. then he was a fucking crazy yeah, pedophile <laughs> bastard. Yeah. And he's the worst. All of was, those. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's the worst all one. All those he, big words. <laughs> yes, he's the worst one because he, he got away with it. Like. Yeah. <laughs>
2: But yeah, it's weird. It kind of makes it, you feel it like, oh, that could never happen again. But at the same time, I was like, this is probably, it's really needed as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Particularly in times like these. Yeah. Well, maybe something will. It's kind of interesting. There's mad times at the moment mm. with everything. What's going to happen next? What's going to happen this month? Like, it seems to be like every month something happens. we like, what's going to happen in June? It's going to be aliens, an earthquake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. An alien earthquake? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see, where's anything
2: else? Oh yeah, Patterson. I watched that a couple, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. That was really nice. Um, i would seen it before, but I ended up watching it because it was another video comparing Patterson to um, David Foster Wallace's kind of philosophy. Mm. Do you know David Foster Wallace?
1: Yeah, I've actually got Infinite Jest on the way. Um, mm-hmm. I know, and then I haven't watched a movie. i needn't mean, watch. There's a movie where Jason Segel plays. In. Yeah. End of the tour. End of the tour. Something. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask if you'd seen that. That's really good. Yeah, for really, easy. really good. Um, that's
2: yeah. actually similar to the Mister Rogers movie, where it's like it's based on an article. Like in the uh, end of the tour, um, Jesse Eisenberg's character is writing a Rolling Stone article on um, Dave Foster Wallace, mm. and it's the same idea in uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood, where it's like uh someone was writing an article on Mr. Rogers and it's like the, the movie it isn't a whole like life uh biopic. Yeah. Uh-huh. It doesn't have biopic, it's just on a specific moment in time basically.
1: And just yeah and like why that moment was important. Yeah. Like this is why it's defined this person yeah. or who they are essentially like
2: But yeah and the tour is like it's
1: just really nice.
2: <laughs> <Keep> <laughs> I feel like I could definitely just like watch it. I see I see myself going back to that movie a lot. It's like kinda of comfortable and easy going and mm. just nice
1: keep meaning to watch it because I'm going to give myself, because I'm going to use Infinite Jest as possibly a kind of reading challenge. Because I'm reading Flies for Algernon at the moment. I've only really just started it. But it's... I'm getting a wee bit worried because it's supposed to be very sad. <laughs> but it's, it's, I'm actually loving it so far, the way it's written. But then Infinite Jest is like a thousand pages long. I'm going to give myself like a reading challenge of just trying to get through it within like a set amount of time mm-hmm. or something. Um, I was hoping, because I actually ordered it about a month ago, I was hoping to maybe I'd get it for like my week off and I might try and see like just cause I haven't done, I used to do stuff like that, but I haven't done it in a while. Where I like set myself, like to read like a like a two hundred page book in like a day or something like that, and I haven't done something like that. But this is really big. This is a thousand, one thousand one hundred nine pages. I think my copy. So I'm gonna try and do a reading challenge and get through that in like a week maybe, <laughs> if I can, if I have the time. Like, but yeah. be interesting to try. Plus, I've never read any of his stuff, and I'm like, out still. Yeah. Dive overhead into it, like, yeah.
2: You know? Yeah, I'd love to read that. Mm. I was also thinking of getting, like, there's a. maybe more than one collection of, like, articles that he did and stuff, too. Mm. can't remember the name of them now.
1: Stuff like that's so always interesting. I dip in and out of The Great Share Hunt every once in a while, which is all Hunter's stamps and stuff, and some of that stuff's really good, it's really interesting. But it's kind of like a lot of Hunter's Times, don't I? Especially in The Great Share Cunt, all the articles, I feel like that's, like, a snapshot of, like, a moment or a place in time, a lot of times, because he wrote it the way he lived through it. So, yeah. yeah. It's just very interesting, like, 1972 somewhere, and you're like, damn, I wish I were there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Sorry, back to Patterson. <laughs> so in the, be- the video was basically talking about how an element of Fo- David Foster Wallace's philosophy was, like, about not... It's kind of hard to describe. Basically, in Patterson, the main character, Adam Driver, is... Oh, bus driver, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: he was made for this role!
2: <laughs> so he's a bus driver, it just follows a week in his life, uh, he's a bus driver and he writes poetry and it's just a nice little snippet. If it's I think it's like really good to watch right now when it's like, we kind of can't do anything, we can't do a lot, mm. and it's like, just finding Pete, like he doesn't have any real drive to do anything else, like he's happy, he, he lives with a... His girlfriend she like paints and stuff and he just like try, he's like very present all the time and he's just writing little poems and mm. admiring the world around him and everything and it's just really
1: kind of nice it's yeah, really does, good yeah just someone kind of happy with his life yeah I, don't, I suppose a lot of like because you'd see a lot of movies almost where I'd imagine if, say, the character was, like a bus driver or something it's like I need to get out of this, yeah, you think, know what I mean? You kind of expect,
2: did... like, before I watched it, I was like, oh, going to be a sad movie, but it's actually not sad at all, it's <laughs> just really nice. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he expected to have this, um, some bigger arc, yeah. but it's a...
1: It's just kind of more of, like, something happy life, with, yeah. like, their life. Which, was. And it's like,
2: much. there's other characters in it, too, and they're, like, like the the guy who, like, comes around every morning telling him to start on his thing, and he's, like, he, like, asks him, how are you doing? And he's, like... Oh, don't get me started and tells all this here shit and it's like, that's kind of like one of the ideas it's like, this person is so self obsessed or self absorbed that uh, they only see all the, ba- all the bad things are happening, they just like, see them as like an attack on them or whatever, where it's like if you can just remove yourself and be like, that's just another thing that's happening or whatever. Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, that way. But yeah, lovely movie. Mm-hmm. That's go um, I have a note here from a Daily Stoic entry that I read and caught my attention. Uh, I remember just reading it and being like, whoa. <laughs> uh, it kind of goes back to the stuff I was talking about it, uh, about like mentors. I, was, I wasn't sure what to call them. I think I end up settling on mentors actually. Yeah. I was like, is it a guru or a mentor? And this entry is called Finding the Right Mentors. Um, the quote is, from Seneca we like to say that we don't get to choose our parents that they were given by chance yet we can truly choose whose children we'd like to be
1: oh, that's very nice yeah name.
2: and the the description then goes on to say that um that like basically what i was saying about the importance of choosing like you can read um read stuff and choose that as a mentor or whatever mm. um the, uh maybe your parents were poor role models, or you lacked a great mentor. Yet, if we choose to, we can easily access the wisdom of those who came before us, those whom we aspire to be like. Yeah,
1: so that's it's kind of what true. I was saying. Yeah. Was like,
2: yeah. But just, yeah, that just that quote to the start, I was like, "That's good shit."
1: I also, I also kind of think it like see for something that you're saying about choosing your mentors, and like uh, particularly at this age, you know, I would say it's a bit different. If you're a teenager or a child, but whenever you are out on your own now in your life like this is whenever you really can sort of use your mentors or like how you want to live your life mm. if you know what I mean in that kind of way because that makes a lot of sense I actually really like that quote that's really yeah, good yeah it's nice that's really nice I'm thinking about that I was just going to think I don't know if this is because you can obviously cut this from the podcast now if you wanted but I was, like, just say now it's like be interesting because uh, you know when there's was that game you played it's like you know who like from history would you um, would you like invite to a dinner party I remember thinking about that there before and I was like I don't think I would like you know like a lot of like one of the most apparently one of the most common things in the world is like you know like Jesus Christ and stuff like that. I was like I'm not gonna invite anyone like that, to be like, Mark Twain, Hunter S. Thompson, I kind of for some reason would like Hitler to be there, and Einstein just to see what happens between them. <laughs> Them opposite ends of the table yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get like, yeah. Guy, like, 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 this guy's definitely smarter than you, but like, let's see what happens, like, you know. But like, no, but you are saying about mentors there, and that made me think it's like, you know, who would you like, who would you like, like, I'm asking you, like, such a person, who do you think you'd like at, like, history in ten- century? like, the popular meat, living or dead, obviously.
2: And I can choose as many as I want, or is it like.
1: I go for as many as you want, I don't really see the point of limiting, really. Of <laughs> be limited. The
2: first one came to mind, script Critical Bean.
1: Yeah, that would be a very big one. Is it, I,
2: is it alive or dead?
1: A live or so dead, yeah. Because I kind of thought, there's no point in really limiting yourself, because there could be people right now, definitely yeah. today, it would make sense, like, I'll give him another few years now. Yeah, so. that's, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Kirk could be a good one, yeah, I feel like you'd really want to talk to him. Do you know what I read recently about Kirk Abiel, well, what Dave Grohl said, because it was about something about Motorhead and Lemmy dying, and, uh, Lemmy, Lemmy, I said it wrong. Lemmy, I said lem, Lemmy, lem, 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 didn't yeah. I? <laughs> Sorry, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of the Scottish comedian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he said uh, about Lemmy, which sounded really nice. Like Dave Rose like the first thing he said to him was, "I'm like sorry to hear about your friend." It's like that is fucking placid mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Off topic there, but it's yeah, Really
2: nice. Just. Way to put it. Yeah. It's yeah. To the point. Fuck. Constance Thompson,
1: maybe. Yeah, Constance Thompson's was usually was the first one for me. I feel like I feel like you'd get something out of that conversation for some reason if you talked to him. Same thing with Kirkby be into it imagine.
2: Yeah. That so just be. I don't even... Maybe I wouldn't want Kurt Cobain there, actually. I don't know what I'd yeah. say to him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's also that heroes turn human time. Yeah. Um, Another one that just popped in my head is
2: actually Pete Holmes.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Well, you, you talk about him a lot in the podcast, yeah. I'd I say so. I feel
2: like that'd be a, I, I think he'd be someone that I could have a really good conversation with. Mm.
1: That'd be nice. Yes, like, who would you think you'd have a good conversation with? Kind of thing. And then... I know. There's a guy just a scientist, I'd love to meet Carrie Mullis. He's just like I think I talked about him before to get a creed PCO. Like he's like he's like my scientist, like he's like the mm. guy like just cause like he's like I don't know, like he he won like a Nobel Prize and like what he did revolutionized science and then he just fucking retired on a beach. He has a surfboard apparently with the double helix for the fucking uh a double helix for the DNA strand molecule on his surfboard. Because nice. why not? He's been arrested for cocaine multiple times, and he says that he figured out PCR, which is how to take a single strand of DNA and turn it into billions exponentially. And he said he figured that out while driving along the coast of LA in nineteen eighty-two on acid. <laughs> Uh, this yeah. I know this <laughs> guy uh, yeah yeah brought up like, I've heard this before I've heard
2: story I've not, not even just from you I've heard of this this guy before yeah
1: I keep meaning read apparently his autobiography is nuts yeah. like it's like and the way I imagine it is that he's like uh, he's like the rock star of science almost because like most other scientists and he's still about, is he yeah he'd still be alive somewhere. God knows where <laughs> Everybody
2: can on the podcast Yeah he just, so amazing <laughs> with that <laughs> But
1: he's like Whenever you see him in interviews and stuff He like Well I've seen a couple of interviews him And he doesn't to come across as like arrogant He's just kind of Soft spoken And like one of the ones like Solly acid <laughs> does it Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he's like Whenever he talks about Uh um, like coming up and he's like ah sure like you know everything was there like you know it wasn't really me it was like you know everything was already there I just put it all together like you know it's really kind yeah. of talking it down it's like you have a Nobel Prize <laughs> yeah
2: it's um, like you're allowed to have a bit of an ego when you're like yeah, that yeah exactly <laughs> um,
1: but he's just so unlike any other scientist I really find or famous one I know
2: another guy just popped to mind and I've only had a a very recent encounter with this uh, guy who's a he was an Irish poet and philosopher called John O'Donohue. Mm. Have you heard of him? I've uh, uh, heard of him. Yeah, mm. uh, a friend of mine just um, he sent me a thing before, but uh, I only got round to listening to it there. Um, was it yesterday? Or the day before. Um, it's an episode of On Being. Um, mm-hmm. John O'Donohue, but yeah, that was that is someone that I love to talk to. He's just very soft spoken. His whole thing is like the episode was called the uh, the Inner Landscape of Beauty or something like that. Mm-hmm and it's like this whole thing is like finding beauty everywhere and he grew up, grew up in Clare I think like on, at the near the bur, uh, burn, mm-hmm. and it's like that whole landscape of like the it's like raw and rugged but it's also beautiful mm-hmm. and yeah he's really interesting that'd mm-hmm. be that's a uh, recommended it's like it was like really nice when I was walking too I was like walking home and uh I was passing by the it's like a butterfly garden in <laughs> town and I was like listening and I was like I'm going to sit in here For a few yeah, minutes. Yeah. It just felt so like right It was like the stuff They were talking about Was like about Tranquility and stuff And I was like I'm going to do that yeah. Take a moment And a
1: butterfly card That's <laughs> like, Yeah. That's almost like Peak tranquility Yeah like. and you just have
2: This lovely Irish accent In your, in your ear Just mm-hmm.
1: It's always nice To have an Irish accent In your ear Yeah I always find
2: That's so what I'm banking on With this podcast Yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's accents yeah. supposed
1: to be sexy Aren't they I'm um, going I talk like this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hi. Who are you? I'm Thomas here on the podcast. <laughs>
2: um. Let's see, how many did we mention there? Like three or four? Yeah. Let's go for one more. Yeah.
1: Um. I always thought one of the old school, but this is just because I read a lot of Mark Twain when I was a kid. Like I always thought it was my time because I need to get older and just seemed to be for him for being in like the 1800s, like. 57 I think some of his books I can't remember exactly but he was way ahead of his time for what was going on like I always thought I mean just the way he apparently lived his life he was very like kind of not giving a f- kind of yeah. not giving a fuck but also giving a fuck at the same time <laughs> yeah. I don't know like
2: just thinking actually there could be like endless comedians that like yeah. I can mention I just thought of Robin Williams and Jim oh, Carrey yeah, true
1: enough I'd yeah Robin Williams Jim Carrey or two I would definitely like to meet
2: even uh, someone like Joey Diaz yeah <laughs> 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 like yeah comedians would be Theo Vaughan. Theo Vaughn? You don't know Theo Vaughan no? No, I don't
1: think so. He's a, he's a good guy. Mm. Bill Hicks. Mm. Bill Hicks would be a very interesting. George Carlin. Yeah. That would be very good. There's a documentary coming out about him soon. Yeah? Yeah. I can't remember who's doing it. Someone... To do it. I feel like Kevin Smith might be involved and someone else.
2: Theo Vaughan, just a give him a wee plug he's like uh he's hilarious Uh, he's like kind of hard i didn't know for a while if he was hilarious or just dumb (laughs) yeah yeah, because he's got like he's he's from louisiana so he's got that accent and he's got like a mullet and everything and it's like what's the deal with this guy (laughs) but then i watched like uh well i kind of knew i kind of realized before but then there's one video i watched and i was like oh my god this guy's actually really funny but he just like he's really like quickly just saying these wee, wee things that just sound like they're not thought out but i think they're actually just like wee Things that he like think like matters or whatever that maybe he like they probably have more meaning to him than when he than when he says them if you make sense. So when you when you hear him you're like what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's really good at. Um, he's very open about like um, stop taking like he's quit. Uh, he's coke uh, cocaine and drinking and everything. He used to have like a big. There's a really good um, the video I was on about that was really funny. It was a uh, is it is this happening or what's that? you know that uh, Comedy say, Central thing or yeah, this can't be happening or yeah, this
1: happen. isn't happening yeah it's something happening you you're three now. <laughs> yeah, <I couldn't laughs> it.
2: well there's one of the memories I think it's the last time he took coke is the story he tells and that video is hilarious but he's very open about that stuff when he, like, he's on like a crusade against um, male masturbation and all that there <laughs> like, like, he always brings that up he's like what do you think about this and all that there kind of shit so yeah he's really good at um, I think if you're just like trying to self-improve at all he's a really good guy to listen to because he's on his own journey and he's like and really he's kind of really good it. at sharing it and everything
1: mm. and so obviously if you're trying to do that it's good to see someone else that mm. has done it
2: <laughs> he's going to be quite inspiring yeah mm. I'm looking forward I think he recorded a new special recently so I'm looking forward to that coming out yeah right so it would be funny I'll
1: just look him up, look him up then um. oh yeah
2: did you watch Caravan of Garbage, uh, Batman v Superman? <laughs> no, I
1: didn't. I didn't. Have that written <laughs> down for some reason. <laughs> I usually do watch it. I actually have seen it, but I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. I, I realised
2: watching them too, I was like, we're just
1: doing what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I get into that too, because remember I said uh, about like, the Andy Sedaris thing yeah. the 12 movies. Don't get me wrong, I still want to do that. And I was like, I'm going to some more Caravan of Garbage. And it's like, they just pretty much did that same concept with yeah. James Bond. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: yeah. But sure.
1: But sure. Okay. Okay. They weren't the first ones to do it, I'm sure. No, I know. a lot
2: of people there's a lot of people that does that kind of stuff, but just it's yeah. Yeah. That it's was a caring. podcast. Yeah.
1: I'm not doing this for any more reasons than to have fun with one of my friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: Um but yeah, I don't know why I don't know if there's a specific reason I wrote it down, maybe I just thought you would have seen it and we could talk about it. Yeah, but but right. uh if you if you don't want to watch the movie, which I had no intention of watching, it's a good way to like be like, ah, oh, so that's what happens. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and this is why you shouldn't watch it. Aw. Yeah. Oh. There was that that video you sent me by uh the Cosmonaut Fire the yeah, air that was very good. I've seen it before mm-hmm. the DC Heroes thing and about how the whole public perception Yeah, and that then, was like, really
2: really well done and everything. He's really good. He does that kind of stuff too, where he does like uh watches bad movies. He's just after doing all the Twilight movies there <laughs> recently.
1: I read a thing on Reddit actually recently about like obviously like I think actually I watched the first Twilight movie by myself because someone I was making fun of Twilight and I said you've never even seen the movie you can't make fun of it and I went home that night watched the movie and then met them the next day and went no yeah, I can't and that's a shit movie <laughs> <laughs> It's just very fun of me but I was watching read this thing on Reddit and like I've never seen them but they were saying that like when's like uh, the Reddit question was like when when were you in like a uh, in a cinema and like you would see the audience like turning against the movie all of a sudden and then like the last Twilight movie there's apparently a scene where like all like the main characters start like getting killed there's oh, massive battle, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's supposed to be like really like intense it's, it's fucking
2: mad yeah He had to get ripped off yeah, and then like all people get stuff. eaten by wolves
1: <laughs> and then they were saying and then it cuts and it's all like um, it was like
2: a, a premonition
1: yeah. yeah and they said that like one person got up and went Seriously and like walked out Because they said that was actually like such a good like climax And it was coming it and were, like, everyone was like Oh my god I can't believe they did this Because that was different from the book yeah. And then uh, it was nothing so they all just went against it mm. <laughs> I kind of wanted to watch it the last Let like, Maybe just to see that film just to see that scene.
2: Well watch enough Variety They have the whole scene yeah. right <laughs> That's
1: all I want to see. They
2: do like the f- it- They made it like a two parter one as well the last movie oh yeah it
1: a, no need not needed but that that was like I felt like Twilight was like trying to do it was just trying to recreate like the success of Harry Potter
2: yeah I was actually thinking about that too it's like it's, it's the same reason we don't really get any new IPs or whatever oh that's why I was thinking about it because it was like I've noticed there's a trend with uh, documentaries like I was talking about the Mr. Rogers Mr. Rogers one and then there was like the, there's the movie that came out I think they came out the same year
1: yeah oh probably or very close to each other yeah yeah um,
2: yeah, I think they both came out last year. Or the movie, <laughs> either if the movie didn't come out last year, it came out at the start of this year. Yeah. The documentary was last year for definite, and there was the Steve Carell Welcome to Marwin. Oh yeah, the one movie. We were, yeah. and that was based because there was a really good. I haven't watched it yet, but it's supposed to be a really good documentary called Maroon Call. Yeah. And it's like it's that there seems to be a bit of a trend in that. It's like a, a documentary, documentary does really well, and then they make a movie.
1: But they did that with the Ted Bundy as well. They did the Netflix Ted Bundy documentary, and I know it's a movie with oh, yeah? yeah. They came out within like six months of each other. Documentary is far better. Yeah. Because it always is. Yeah. yeah it's Because like it's, it's the real thing, though. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like this is like they. Also, but I but obviously,
2: like, the movie's going to get more people interested mm-hmm. because people like see the, the documentary there,
1: they're like, no, which, I feel like the, I
2: the, don't there was documentaries I don't get theatrical releases too, so that's more, no, it's all Netflix, so it's yeah. always
1: going to be in its thing, but the thing is, like, I think it was a Netflix movie too, but the movie just didn't do it as well, because they kind of didn't, I feel like they, I imagine they probably shot a lot of stuff and they cut it, and they kind of did it wrong, I felt, because they kind of didn't go into like, because the whole, the, the movie got a bit of slack, because they did it sort of, like, is this of the him, Ted Bundy Dead Bundy one sorry because Zac Efron's in it and of course I thought that yeah. was a good cast because he's like high school musical like good looking kind of poster yeah. boy
2: and he was like Dead Bundy, Ted was like Bundy. charismatic and everything yeah.
1: but they have him showing him being all charismatic and kind of being a bit weird but I feel like they didn't delve into kind of the evil side of him a bit more which I thought would have made the whole movie a lot better because he would have because you kind of because you don't almost see that evil side enough that's, like, and then from watching the documentary, the true kind of evilness of Ted Bundy was that he was so charismatic and he was so smooth and suave at times that you could almost understand why people would have fallen for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, which is the kind of true, like, the kind of manipulation stuff is evil. But in the movie, they just didn't delve into that enough. Really. Yeah. Just kind of... So the documentary was way more interesting. Like, the documentary, you are like, hanging on every word. Right. <laughs> but,
2: yeah, there's definitely a trend in that. And it's, mm-hmm. like, what... Qu- to bring it back to Twilight like it's we don't get we get very few new IPs it's all stuff that has to be like if a documentary does well that means like oh that's something that people like or a a book does well it's like oh it's like it's less risky
1: yeah that's what they have to do but yeah yeah, it's definitely
2: from from Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings that was the big turning point
1: oh yeah and like they but like they were like what well then because I never watched the Hobbit movies and they were like, but they—that's because they turned it into three movies. And was it Viggo Mortensen refused to come back? He was asked to be Aragon. He was like, Aragon's not in the Hobbit, yeah. <laughs> which is fair play to him. But like, I love the Hobbit. Like that was like my favorite book when I was a kid. Like, yeah, it's, it's great. I haven't seen the movie because I like, I have like a perfect version of the Hobbit for yeah, me I don't, I in my I don't head. Want
2: to see it, I, like. Even when people were going there, I was like, why are you going to see that? Like, yeah, I just. It's it's, it's a it's a book that's half the length of, the Fellowship of the Ring, yeah. and it's. Turned into three.
1: Like to be honest, that should have been like like the Lord a, of Rings. Half. <laughs> the Rings. The, they could have
2: done because the Lord of the Rings is six books, mm. but three volumes. Yeah. So they could have like they could have done six movies with the Lord of the Rings if they wanted. Yeah,
1: but instead they kind of did three epic movies. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Especially like the extended versions in there, like even longer. Yeah. But yeah, the fact that's just it's I don't just, know. Th- just that fact, I was like, I'm not.
1: That it seems more like a cash grab, doesn't it? And you're like. I don't even
2: think that Peter Jackson was really too invested in it, it doesn't seem like that to me anyway. He just kinda... But I
1: kind of feel like, you know, because like, I think all three Lord of the Rings were filmed like back to back and he yeah. filmed, like as you say for the extended, he filmed like pretty much everything from those books and there's an awful lot in those books that I think you'd, he'd almost, you'd just be burnt out. You know what I mean? Like even from being yeah. in that like universe or anything, like, of, like creating all that, you know, creating that, because that would be it was very hard, like it was very groundbreaking and of course he won and like, destroyed the Oscars every single year for Lord of the Rings. It'd be yeah. hard to keep that going for you and, know uh, I watched I watched that movie, you'd see the one Mortal Engines. It was produced uh, by Peter Jackson.
2: No, I heard it wasn't great.
1: It was shit, but I loved the book when I was like, a kid to see, so I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Plus it's Robert Sheehan in it, I was like, he's average like I was like, <sighs> I was like, like I kinda just ruined it. Whatever. but one of my main main hates for it was like in the book, um, the girl Hester, she's supposed to have like this disfigured face, like like I mean like her nose is like half off, like fucking like pure scarred and stuff the movie it's like a scar going across here it's like oh she's ugly yeah. it's like no she just has a it's scar on like, her face like, like in, um,
2: <laughs> she's, a, she's probably a model in real like life in ready player one <laughs> hmm? in ready player one oh yeah the yeah. girl's got a little mark
1: yeah and that's it yeah it's like she's still
2: really beautiful girl yeah, yeah
1: exactly granted <laughs> kind of in the book that's kind of the way it's supposed to be done it's supposed to be more done i think it's like she's embarrassed about that okay but so that's not so bad but i just felt for this one i was like this girl's probably been on like, yeah. a model campaign before this movie like come on someone I was
2: watching something about that actually or I can't remember if I watched it or it just was it came up for some reason because they were talk it came up in relation to um, normal people
0: because
2: hmm. uh, the girl in that is supposed to be written as like being way more like kind of ugly and stuff and then that actress is
1: really good, <laughs> good beautiful <so>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that can kind of happen though isn't it
2: but yeah, you're making TV, you kind of have to, like, make them good-looking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then, like, you know, if you think about it, then, was it, like, Charlie's Theron, like, won her Oscar for Monster, which is never she, like, put on, like, a whole pile of weight and, like, yeah. did her best to make herself, like, look as ugly. Okay but as then, as then as
2: that's, uh, wasn't her, was Monster based on real? Yeah. Yeah, oh, so there's, 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 there's oh, that, that too, like. I
1: suppose, yeah. You can't really have for be beautiful things, yeah. <laughs> like, look at the real one. Yeah.
2: Um, was I going to say something else? I don't know, where you? <laughs> sorry, sorry.
1: We take a break?
2: Yes, we're so. Okay. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> there may or may not be messages. <laughs> <laughs> so, we did not return after those messages, but I returned. It's me, Owen. And we also haven't returned for quite a while now, but we will be back. We're going to meet up. We're going to do it face-to-face again. We've got some ideas for other good shit to come, so, uh, thanks for sticking around so far and stick around a little longer and, uh, we'll see what we can rustle up for
0: you. show while we try to leave it better for everyone else what are we doing here let's forget our existential dread grab another beer and just live day to day like we've been doing it for years and after all the of us are worthless, in that regard we're all exactly the same. It doesn't mean that we should all just care less, we need each other in a world that's this insane.